Welcome to the Pink Cloud Podcast. In this weekly podcast, we offer a supportive space where women share their personal experiences of getting sober and navigating sobriety while being young. In each episode, we deliver an amazing combination of heart-to-hearts and informative interviews with sober women without judgment. This podcast is about of necessity for like-minded women trying to seek and maintain sobriety while achieving more in their lives. Whether it's in sobriety, relationships, career, spirituality, mental health, or health and wellness. Created with sobriety, recovery, and sisterhood in mind, the Pink Cloud Podcast unites the voices of phenomenal women as we share deep and inspiring conversations of hope for a bright future. Hello and welcome to the Pink Cloud Podcast. My name is Lisa H. and I want to introduce my guest today. So Christine, I met her in 2018 in Japan and she had just started her sobriety journey. Since then, I've seen her sobriety lead to this path of spirituality and self-discovery and really embodying her divine feminine. She's since launched a business in spirituality, and she's here today to share her journey from sobriety to spirituality. So Christine, take it away. Hi, my name is Christine, and I'm an alcoholic, grateful recovering alcoholic, and I'm here to just share my story. So my sobriety started with back in 2018, and I actually got sober in Japan, and I was struggling with my alcoholism then and what really led me on this journey into the spirituality that I have now was I mean there was a point in time in my sobriety from 2018 to 2020 where I stopped drinking but I wasn't taking the recovery program seriously I was still in my own self-will I was still not working an active program with my sponsor and you know just taking the meetings seriously and listening to the messages that were being received in the meetings and stuff like that. So it really took me until after COVID. So in February of 2020, I thought it was a great idea to go to a bar and have a glass of wine and thought that I would try some controlled drinking. And Mm -hmm. that ended in four or five glasses of wine, four Mm -hmm. or five shots and just (laughs) me being going on this five day bender. And so (laughs) since then I was like, Okay, I called in sick that day for a hangover. Mm-hmm. And I realized like my subconscious was talking to me. My higher self was telling me like, Christine, do you really want to lose your job over this? Yeah. I mean, this could result in that this is where your alcoholism could lead. And so I messaged my other friend and I asked her about it. And she was like, well, did what you did last time when you stayed sober, you stayed 16 months sober. So do what you did last time. So that's when I contacted my sponsor and she was like, are you ready to take this program seriously? (laughs) I remember her asking me that, like, she was really blunt about it. And I loved that. And I was like, (laughs) yes, a hundred percent. Yes. And so I came back in and people noticed in the programs, they noticed that I had changed, that I had humbled myself down. I remember when I came in, I felt shamed. I felt really shamed and vulnerable because I relapsed because you know, I went out because you thought you could control it. Right. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to is thinking that we had control over this thing. 
right? My relapse sounds like almost exactly the same. I tried control drinking. I went to a bar, drank wine, one glass turned to, you know, five and I'm, you know, doing the same things that I did before. It's like almost exactly the same, but that shame comes from like the defeat, you know? And for me, and I know for so many others and for you, it's like, if it worked, we wouldn't have to be sober. (laughs) If we could control it and we tried to do it, that we wouldn't need recovery. We'd just be normal people that can have wine like normal people, right? <laughs> right. And it, I think also it goes back into the ego as well. Like my yes. ego was deflated, but I yes. came in and I remember like before the transition of that relapse, I was going in and I was venting about a meeting. I remember specifically one time at work as a result of my actions, I threw a basketball at this kid's head. Uh And the side of his head, he had no bone marrow there. He didn't have any surgery. So he Uh had PTSD to that. And I remember I got written up for that. And I remember going into a meeting venting about that. Mm -hmm. And later after my relapse, I started seeing these things, these patterns, like the result of my actions, not saying that everything was completely my fault all the time, but I was such in victim mentality And I started taking responsibility. I started listening at the meetings. Like that's the thing. That's the thing is like when you get humbled down, you see things for what they really are. And sobriety brings that out. Like slowly you start to see these things unravel. And that was (laughs) the part of it with sobriety was like, I was seeing things that were unraveling (laughs) because of my alcoholism. And And then really that's like the pivotal moment too, where people go back out because it's like, okay, you're at this crossroads, you're faced with the truth. You're looking at yourself. You're like, okay, here's my actions. You can either go one way victim mentality and walk right into the bar or face it. And that's really a brave thing to do is acknowledge it, face it, and then walk through it. And that's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It goes all against complete human nature to want to like fix yourself, right? To want to look at those negative things, anybody, alcoholic or not, addict or not, whatever. It goes against our human nature to want to be like, hmm, let me self-reflect. Okay. Let me apologize. Let me knock my <laughs> ego down. So that's really that crossroads of like, okay, how bad do you want? right? Like how bad do we want to walk this path? Are we going to go this route or are we going to go back to victim mentality? Exactly. And I think for me, I got so, and there's a saying in my recovery program that's like, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? And I got sick and tired of my own shit for real. I mean, I just got, (laughs) I got tired of it. I got tired of it. And there's something in the literature that says that separates the boys from the men. Mm -hmm. And it it goes into that gender thing of it separates the girls from the men. And so really, it was like separating, you know, my girl from my woman self that I built myself up into now. I've seen this growth. And since then, like, I've been really working hard on my sobriety. And by no means is sobriety (laughs) a walk in the park, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not I mean, literally like a month ago, I got triggered by a conversation that I had with my grandfather and I could have drank. I wanted to drink. I haven't had that feeling in a long time. And what really pushed me was the tools that I learned in my recovery program and in my spirituality, utilizing those tools and calling another alcoholic constantly. I had to be on the phone all day. I literally was wacky at work. Yeah, it was a wacky (laughs) work day. (laughs) But But we have to do sometimes what we have to do. I had a sponsor tell me before she's like, I was like, super wound up. I wasn't like gonna drink, but I was like, 
if I stood in it too long, I would have drank. She's like, okay. She's like, you got one hour. You can feel bad for yourself for one hour. Just go do whatever crazy scream, whatever. Don't drink, do feel bad for yourself an hour. And after that, that's it. You're done. You're cut off from being bad. <laughs> being feeling sad for yourself. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right. Okay. But that's what we got to do sometimes. Sometimes we just need a pass to just let our emotions out, express how we need to express. And then like, okay, and then come back to center. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be crazy. A wacky work day, whatever it may be. I'm not going to drink. Let me release what I need to release the way I need to do it. And then I'll come back to normal. Tomorrow's a new day. Exactly. That's what it was. And then the next day, like, I mean, I had a couple of days where it was kind of, I think the next day I was okay. Like I did Reiki, you know, I do all these spiritual things that I do to keep me centered Mm -hmm. along with getting to a couple of different meetings. Like it's always a meeting that helps me. Like that's the other thing is like in my emotional sobriety, I'm trying to work on things too. Like my emotional eating and like being mindful of like the intention behind when I emotionally eat, what's the intention behind that. Mm -hmm. And also being a worker among workers, I have this really terrible habit of calling in sick. I mean, I do, (laughs) I am legit sick. I've been having problems with my vertigo, but like I heard in a meeting, you need to be a worker among workers and I'm not being a worker among workers. (laughs) So it's like, but it's progress, not perfection, right? I mean, the fact that you're aware of that is huge, right? That in itself is progress because there are a lot of workers out there that are just assholes. You know, there's coworkers out there that don't care about being a worker among workers. They're not even aware of it. They could care less, right? So the fact that you're even acknowledging it is, I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah, I need to work at it more, but like... (laughs) I mean, because like there's other stuff too with that is like I haven't been present with work. I've been so distracted with other things in my spirituality and like literally awakening my third eye that it's just like that's been my focus. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, let's be more present in all things in my life. I need to be present in all things. And so that's kind of the thing that I heard in a meeting recently, actually, that you can work a program around anything in your life. And Mm -hmm. that was like the magical moment that opens that up. And I've been like really working hard with my sponsor. I got a new sponsor because my other sponsor, she moved back to the U S so her and I have been really working through these things. And what's interesting about her is that I worked my 12 steps already. Mm -hmm. So like we're working on other book work or we're working on these resentments that keep popping up with me. That's the other thing is like resentments are the number one offender in alcoholism. So that's like, I see all these things that are popping up and instead of like me trying to like emotionally eat and like suppress these things, Mm -hmm. that's kind of going back into that divine feminine energy. Like feminine energy is feeling, is sensing. I mean, there's so many aspects to the feminine side of us. And so you've been exploring that through, so you've been on this journey. So from your sobriety led you to the spiritual path. And now your spiritual path is taking you on this like whole other journey of self-improvement, right? And this divine, and I love the divine feminine, by the way, like I love your whole story and journey. And like, 
well, you know me, I'm a girl's girl. So I love like all things women, like all things women power and all things like femininity and just love it. So tell us a little bit about that, about your, and you've launched a business too, doing intuitive readings. And so you're just on this like rocket ship of spirituality through the sobriety. So share a little bit about that because I'm so excited to hear it. So it kind of started off, you were here in Japan at the time when Mm -hmm. that happened with a past life regression that I have. And I started becoming obsessed with past lives. And I started doing like past life healings or like doing that. And I got Reiki certified. And then in between that, and then I started like the girl that I was going to do these like sessions with, I started Mm -hmm. channeling my own past lives. And I didn't even know that I was channeling I didn't even know that I had the gift of cautious record reading. Uh And then that kind of opened up to my intuitive and Reiki was also a base to open up so many other gifts that I have light language, Kundalini Reiki, white lights healing that I do. I'm a psychic medium as well. So I can so you just open up this whole portal. So you're just like, okay, I'm cleaning up yeah. all my stuff. I'm getting sober. I clean out all of this like debris and this like negativity. And you're just open because what alcohol and drugs do is it hides the sunlight of the spirit, right? The sunlight of the spirit can't get in. If we're hiding with drugs, alcohol, resentments, we have all this negative stuff. And so you and like a lot of people, we get sober and we're like, we have this like, you know, opening and awakening of just positivity and spirituality that just pours in like, Oh, I have all these gifts. Oh, I have senses. I have all this. It's kind of like what the pink cloud is, right? Like when I had the pink cloud, when I got sober, I'm like, Oh my God, I can smell things. I can see, look at the sky. Oh my, there's clouds in the sky. Who would have known? Right. Look at how blue the sky is. Like my senses were on sensory overload because like, even when I, like, I didn't walk around drunk 24 seven, but I think I walk around with like a fog over, you know, over me when I didn't, cause I don't think I really cared about like nature and like the sun and the stars and whatever. And so I get sober. I'm like, wow, oh, look at the trees and look at the colors. And that's what it sounds like it is for you that you just had this like overload of like all your gifts are now able to come through because you're not drowning them out. Yeah. And that's the thing is like the path of alignment and things like that. Everything like as soon as you like get sober and things like that, things come into fruition and alignment. We start coming back into our power. And when we take back our power and things like that, we realize how powerful we are with manifesting. And so that's kind of what I want to get into the feminine aspect of that Mm -hmm. is like, I think it was like, yeah, it was like a year ago, I knew I wanted to start a business. And I've been like playing around with starting a business. It started off with like, I wanted to own a sober bar cafe. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of was like, it's a great oh, idea, by the way. I think that's a great idea. I know that they have some of them popping up. I've heard of them like sober bars where there's no alcohol served. I think it's a great idea. But anyways, go ahead. But it wasn't really resonating with me. And then I was like, you know what, let me explore my spirituality more. So I got into the Reiki and I wanted to do the Reiki healings. And then I was like, I thought I wanted to do yoga, like one of our other friends who was mm-hmm. a yoga instructor. And then I was like, that doesn't resonate with me. And I've been tapping into my divine feminine energy before that with belly dancing and stuff like that. And I was like, I kind of want to do coaching. So that's when I got into feminine embodiment coaching with the school of embodied arts. 
And I automatically saw, I talked to this girl on my Instagram. She was so inspiring. And I asked her, I said, did you go to school for your coaching? Because I see that you're creating your programs and all this stuff. And you're just so magical. And she's like, yeah, I went to the school of embodied arts with a long of other stuff. And then the next day, I literally spent the next day, like a couple of days trying to get a loan and stuff so I could get into this. And I got a personal loan from it. And like, I literally went in, I had this, I set up a meeting with the school and then Jenna was like, yeah, we would want you aboard and I paid for it. And I've been enrolled since May. That is so amazing. You just pulled the trigger. You're like, yep. Resonates with me. I'm aware of it. Sign me up. Let's do it. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, when you're following those nudges, when you're following your intuition and things like that, things come into alignment at the right time. And that was like the right time for me. Yeah. It's not just been a coaching program. It's been me diving deeper into sides of myself. And there's a lot of crazy things that have been happening (laughs) for me in sobriety. Like, you know, I see people that have left my life and things like that. But I realized that I shed, there's like this, been this through the feminine and things like that. We constantly die in many times in this lifetime. And so I've realized I've been like shedding off and rebirthing constantly a newer version of myself. And that's constantly what we do in sobriety is we shed off and rebirth. And so going into the feminine aspect of that, like I've been diving deep into that and like really just diving into the magic of my yoni, the magic of my womb Mm -hmm. space. And that women that we have this portal between the spiritual and the the physical world and things like that. And we are so powerful and more than we know. And that the patriarch has been, you know, shaming us and silencing us and trying to like disempower us Mm -hmm. for so long and things like that. So now I speak up for women on my Instagram. I share things. I speak my truth. I inspire other women. You know, I do all my lingerie photos or like I express myself through dance. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do that in lingerie or I did a topless one Mm -hmm. about three months ago which actually turned into something of another woman, an ex friend of mine, slut shamed me, recorded my video on Pornhub. And then she also, (laughs) she also tried to like slut shame me on a local Facebook group chat. You know, it's, it's like, how do you have that much time and put that much effort into like doing a smear campaign? Like women like that put like half as much effort that you do putting down other people as you do in yourself. And you won't be like as shitty of a person, you know, it's like, we don't need that kind of stuff. Women, we're supposed to empower each other, lift each other up. And like, that's what this podcast is all about too. It's specifically for women by women. We want to hear women voices and we uplift each other, inspire each other, and just bring that sense of community instead of, you know, putting other people down and, you know, you can handle that with grace and okay. You want to put videos of me. Okay. That's fine. Cause really it's not an issue about you. It's her. I mean, that's her issue with why she feels the need to do that's probably you know a little bit of jealousy probably a little bit of hater probably a little bit of insecurity on her part or whatever else she's got going on and 
you know, that's her stuff to clean up why she would need to do something like that. So, you know, I'm glad that it doesn't get you down, that you still keep going, that it hasn't because people, some people it would, if someone shames them or put something out, they don't like, there's like, oh my gosh, let me hide away. But no, you keep going, you keep doing what you need to do. Yeah. And actually through that, Lisa, I had a major shedding and rebirthing. I've had a major shedding and rebirthing twice since then, but like through that, I kind of went into hermit mode a little bit. I realized like there's like certain types of women that I want to surround myself with. I realized that like I was surrounding myself with women that are dramatic and I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that is a bad thing. I can get dramatic too at times (laughs) um, when I'm in touch with my egoic self. And I'm aware of I love your, I I love when you're dramatic though, Christine, I love your, (laughs) you're like, am I being dramatic? Like, yeah, a little bit. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I am a little bit sometimes. And that's what makes me interesting. But also I realize like, there's like parts of that where it's like my egoic self. So it's like using discernment with that. So I realized what kind of women do I want to surround myself with? And since then I've been using discernment with like the women that I've surrounded myself with. And now I have amazing soul sisters across the world that really empower, we just empower one another. And it's about that empowering. And it's about really just, you know, empowering other women to be comfortable in their skin, empowering other women to be who the fuck they are. And another thing I want to say is like, what you were saying, like, yeah, she was triggered by my confidence by me tapping into my divine feminine energy and she's not able to do that. That's in her journey. Right. And that's the thing is like on this journey, the more that we step into our power, step into our truth, step into who the fuck we are. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's been unraveling as well is the unbecoming of the layers and going back into who we really are in our authenticity. Yep. We either inspire others or we trigger other trigger. people. And if, yep. and if we trigger other people, then that's on them. You know, that's yeah. not our business. And that yeah. goes back into the programs of sobriety is that it's yeah. not our business. Yeah, it's not. Like, I know that there's some people that I trigger something in them and they don't like me. And that's okay because that's not my problem. Like, I'm just going to be who I am. And that's it. If you don't like me, okay. I know that I don't do malicious things to people. I don't go out trying to hurt people. And so if you don't like me because you don't like me, then I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with if I hurt people, you know what I mean? Like, that's the only time that I care is if I hurt someone that I don't like it. If my actions like intentionally or like whatever hurt someone, but aside from that, I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I triggered something cool. Hopefully you'll come around and be cool with me at some other point. But if not like, okay, then that's fine. But Christine, I am so glad that you came and you shared your inspiring story of sobriety and spirituality and your journey is so inspiring. So keep on trudging that road and real quick, let the listeners know where they can reach you if they want a reading or just to connect, share your info. So they can contact me on Instagram at embodiedhighpriestess0420. Or, and I'll um, add that if, link in the podcast description too. Yes. Or they can contact me on my personal Facebook at Christine Trickle. And I won't add them as a friend right away. They could just send me a message if they want a reading on there as well. Awesome. 
All right, Christine. Well, thank you so much. And all the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Pink Cloud Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode.